Um, so you have CMHC, Sajin, and Canada Guarantee. And the rep from Sajin was uh, talking about the fact that if you're if you're looking at buying, all data from them is that we've already hit the bottom and that we're bouncing back. And you're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello. Hello yes. and welcome back. It is the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. And spring has sprung, gentlemen. It's spring. The spring market is upon us. And we're ready. We're poised. That does not sound like ChatGPT wrote that one. No. <laughs> I'm in I'm in drive GPT today, so I'm not uh, no chatting. Uh, my name is Paul Stevenson. I am a mortgage agent and I'm joined by Greg Campbell, realtor, managing director at the agency Ottawa, at the agency, and uh, David Warren here, owner of Referral Mortgages. Gentlemen, it is spring now. How are we feeling? Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Feeling good. Feeling good. I actually, uh, I, I feel like I'm finally organized for recording this. I actually got my old mic back. A little more together. Yeah, you sound great today, and I and I don't. I don't sound as good as I usually do, and you sound amazing. Thought we'd just swap. One but of us. I'm could. barely here. Yeah. <laughs> You're an avatar. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> No, I want I want Stephen to have just that opaque. I want Stephen to have that like baby blue or like bluish background with just the the dark gray avatar head as my as my picture today. Yes. That's what I'd like. Yes. Well, or me in Colombia in the mountains with my uh, with my <laughs> campesino hat on. Either or. <clears throat> Either always, or. Always um, so what? We're always in places looking good, looking fresh. Very active week, gentlemen, in the market. Uh, I know there's a lot of offers going in, but also we talked very briefly last week about the Silicon Valley Bank, the collapse there, what that meant for the market, uh, what that meant for rate increases and so on. So lots of changes over the last week. What have you guys been seeing in the market? Um, so, I mean, certainly on the rate side of things, um, you know, with everything coming at SVB and Signature Bank and, and the other regional banks that have had issues and then, you know, Credit Suisse in Switzerland, we definitely saw the bond market come down drastically between uh, Friday, uh, a week ago Friday through to Wednesday. Um, it did tick up a little bit, but the bond market certainly has come down and so has rates. Uh, we've seen, you know, this past week, we saw a number of lenders come down on rates, uh, which has been nice. You're, you're starting to get, um, at least this past week, we don't know. It depends on how long the bond market stays down. If it does stay uh, down, then we'll start to see the conventional rates stay in the fours. Right now, there are a number of lenders that are offering 30-year amortizations with full, you know, with discretion uh, rates, but uh, but down into the to the high fours, which is we haven't seen in a very, very long time. Uh, so that's been very interesting. And then again, over this weekend, we had uh, Credit Suisse out of Switzerland was, uh, was officially bought up by UBS Bank, um, which the Switzerland government helped to uh, kind of marry those two together so that uh, it would create some stability in the global markets as well. So I'm interested to see, we're recording this, uh, it's 9 a.m. on Monday morning. I'm interested to see how the market reacts in the next uh, 
11 minutes when, it, when the opening bell is to see uh, how the bonds start uh, moving and, and how the uh, equities market and, and banks start, start, you know, kind of uh, reading into this news, how that really ripples across the, uh, the market. But last week we were seeing a lot of banks and, and the economists say now that, that they're expecting, uh, they're kind of pricing in the quarter point decrease by the Canadian, uh, by the Bank of Canada in April. So, which is a, a big turn of events. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, if that, no we'll see if that actually happens sooner than expected. I mean, yeah, about a year sooner. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll be <laughs> a surprise. Something just changing overnight like that again. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll see if we'll see if it come if that happens. But um, certainly, that is what the bond market's pricing in, and and most economists are are talking about now. But you know, obviously, all of this change within two days. So I, th you know, it'll be, I think over the next little bit, it'll be interesting to see how things ripple out. I was in, uh, I was on a, a lender panel uh, all Friday and, uh, and they were speaking as well as, uh, as well as Sajin. And there was a few um, brokers, you know, talking about, you know, what, what we're seeing this past week and in, in the market and uh, you know, really even the bank and, and the insurers were saying, you know, day by day, what's, what's going on today is going to be mm -hmm. different from what's going on tomorrow, just with mm -hmm. how volatile the market is right now. And and they couldn't even speak to that. They they said they were having, it was this president of the bank that was speaking and he was saying how they were having to have uh, ongoing hourly conversations with their own treasury department, watching the bond market and repricing accordingly, watching their own spreads and everything. It's, it's very uh, tumultuous, and, you know, to say the least. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, we're getting back into the market where, it's really picking up and we're getting a lot of deals done. We're getting a lot of calls. Uh, most people are not really talking about rates as much as before. They're just really focused on what they can get for what dollar amount and going shopping. Some people are still taking their time a little bit hesitant and i know that some of those buyers are the ones that were already looking last fall um which is interesting because you think that they would be the ones that be ready to jump on a good deal especially when i say well this property was going to be listed at this about six weeks ago and now it's listed at this and uh they honestly can't believe it um but Overall, people are shopping. The numbers, the numbers are coming up. Just like we said last week, what was the average I said last month was uh, seven hundred nine thousand. Yeah, and yes. So I think the end of this month, I think we're going to hit that seven twenty. And and to that point, there was a uh, an article put out uh, on Friday that uh, the national average home price rose fifty thousand dollars in February. Um, yeah, you know we we kind of predicted that we hit the bottom and we were bouncing up and, and, uh, and others apparently uh, are saying the same. And, and, you know, it all kind of go back to that same um, uh, Friday uh, presentation and, and panel that I was a part of and Sajin, which is one of the three mortgage insurers. Um, so you have CMHC, Sajin and Canada guarantee. And the rep from Sajin was uh, talking about the fact that if you're, if you're looking at buying, all data from them is that we've already hit the bottom and that we're bouncing back in Ottawa, and that it's on an upward trend. And if you're waiting to if you're waiting to buy, um, that you might 
you that your prices are only going up and uh, and rates are are trending down and so um they expect it to be a, a you know a relatively busy uh, spring market as well um so that that's not just that's not us that's a, a mortgage insurer that that is seeing those trends and they watch those figures very uh uh you know very intently obviously and closely and one 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 figure that i thought was very very interesting out of it is that uh, they said the new condo starts that the um, absorption rate, so the rate at which they're that they're being built to being purchased, is 0.1 percent. Hmm. Meaning, as they're basically as, and we're the only market in Canada that has that low of a figure. When they looked across the entire uh, uh, nation, 0.1 percent absorption rate. So as they're being built, they're being purchased. Um, which is very, uh, very interesting as we talked about um, the, you know, we talked a lot about the uh, uh, you know, new immigration and, and work permit and, and all of those figure, you know, individuals coming in from, uh, from an immigration perspective that play into that 500,000 uh, new, new immigrants that we talked about, but that doesn't incorporate uh, student visas, work permits, things like that. Uh, so they figure that number is closer to 900,000 right now that has come in. Um, and so that's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it was, it was some very interesting stats and, and really, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it's nice to hear that, uh, that it's not just us saying these things, it's, uh, uh, and predicting them that, uh, and, and us changing the market, us being the, the voice of, of Canada's yeah, right. housing market. Um, well, Sajin's probably just saying that to prop themselves up, right? So they can, mm -hmm. uh, influence the market. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can insure more mortgages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that is very interesting about the condo starts. And I think that just speaks to the fact that even though there has been less activity over the last 12 months, that doesn't, that doesn't neglect or that doesn't erase the fact that there is still a supply issue, right? I mean, there's buyers sitting on the sidelines. Like last year, the whole point of raising rates was obviously to calm the market, or at least that was one of the main reasons. Uh, and it clearly did that because we saw transactions lower. But as you said, Greg, like less people are asking about rates, less people are, are are digging further into it. They've just accepted that this is the market we're in now. Prices are increasing. Uh, if rates decrease, even better. But at the end of the day, people still need to buy homes. And I think all the people that were on the sidelines due to rate increases or, or hesitancy are now coming back to the fold and they're also getting all the new buyers that are coming out in the spring. So I think we're going to have even more buyers now than we would have this time last year, which is going to create even further supply issues in the spring market if if we see that, which could make potentially prices go up even higher than we expect because of that simple supply and demand uh, calculation. I think that, you know, over all these years, and all these conversations that it's it, we can officially say there is 100% always going to be a supply issue in Canada. There's no way around it. It's always going to be here. So it's just a matter of how we navigate it because that's not going away. Because I bet you the number of immigrants is going to triple in the next 10 years coming in yearly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think... Um... You know, and and really, again, we we always speak to Ottawa's market and how stable it is. And and I've just uh, seen if you, I just 
sitting in attachment, if you can bring it up, it was very timely that I just uh, received this uh, borrower profile from Sajin uh, from the presentation I was a part of on Friday. Um, so it was in combination with Sajin, uh, again, mortgage insurer as well in combination with Korea, Canadian Real Estate Board of Ottawa's borrower profile. <clears throat> so for those of you that you know wonder how people can be affording mm -hmm. or uh, properties in Ottawa, or there's no way that people can afford any homes here or anything like that, um, so there over the last 12 months, the, the borrower profile, and again, this is for a mortgage insurer. So keep this in mind where predominantly it's mostly first time home buyers that are typically getting mortgage default insurance, averaging average income for a, a sage and borrower, $157,000 household income. Wow. Tenure of employment, 3.9 years, 60% younger than 35, uh, of that, of those, of their borrowers. Uh, borrowers with credit scores over 660, 96%. The average mortgage, 561,000. Uh, average GDS, so this is income covering uh, housing expenses, is 30%, meaning um, you know, the max they could go is actually 39%, uh, but they aren't even hitting their uh, cap or close to their cap. Um, average sale price, 623,403. Um, the percentage of detached homes that they purchased, 21%, um, kind of the reason why this, uh, was kind of outlined was for some home buyers are typically getting into condos or into townhomes as their starter home and not jumping directly into a detached home. And so you've got, um, you know, that's why you've got, you know, being the, most of their clients, uh, a mortgage insurer clients being first time home buyers. That's why that you know, detached home percentage is, is a little bit lower. 28% of borrowers receive gifted down, receive a portion being gifted down payment, not all of it, but at least in some capacity. Um, Ottawa's, Ottawa as a whole over the last year, our population grew 9.2%, which I thought was, wow. which I thought was ridiculous. I mean, a 9.2% growth for all of Ottawa with a population now of 1,135,150. Um, so, you know, really very interesting. Um, we have one of the, we have the, the, one of the lowest unemployment rates in Canada as well. 3.8% in January, we ticked to 4% in February, but we have one of the lowest uh, unemployment rates as well. Um, so really kind of interesting. That's, that's Ottawa as a whole. Um, they do have like profiles broken out by, uh, Canada, Barhaven, Orleans, Kingston, um, but across across Ottawa as a whole, um, that kind of is very interesting and telling of what the you know household income is. You know, we talk about and in the statistics that are out there that Ottawa uh, household income being uh, you know one hundred nine or one hundred nineteen thousand uh, median household income for Sage and as a mortgage insurer for first time you know again predominantly. A lot of first-time home buyers using them that uh, 157,000 as their average income. So that's wild, man. That's that's incredible. And and the number you said 60% are under 35, and the average income is 150,000. Yeah, per household. I'm um, almost 160,000. Yeah, per household. Oh, so, and exactly. And there was a question, you know, we always get those questions on, on the YouTube channel, like, you know, how how you guys are nuts. You guys are totally out to lunch. You guys mm -hmm. are in outer space. How do you think that uh, people, how can people afford that? It's like, well, 
David Warren, hmm. you just uh, you laid it down for everyone. And I'm not saying that in a funny tone to insult anybody, but uh, it's called get informed and watch more of Torah. <laughs> to get the answers to get the answers that you need yeah that's an incredible number man and and really that you know it's it's also uh they're not at their capacity they're not over this is that gds uh gross debt servicing figure of 30 percent is income covering housing costs and expenses they could the average being 30 percent across ottawa they could be at the highest thing goes 39 percent to be maxed out now this is also um, incorporating uh, the um, the stress test, meaning the gr- the greater of either the uh, the, the fixed the the rate plus two percent. Um, so assuming that their rate is two percent higher than what and payments two percent higher than what they actually are, or five and a quarter percent. Which you know, so if they're let's say they happen to get it, be getting a rate a year ago at three percent. Um, and so, you know, three plus that stress test of, you know, plus two is five. Well, they would be, we'd be using as, um, on the mortgage for qualified for mortgages would be using a minimum of five and a quarter. Now with rates, let's say rates are at 5% right now, they're having to qualify as if it, as if they're paying based on 7%. So this GDS is encapsulating mortgage payments that are 2% higher than what they actually are. Uh, and they're still not even hitting their, their max. Um, so it does it does really show you that there is quite a lot of room to go for housing prices in Ottawa without people being stretched. Um, and these are, you know, again, younger than 35. So this is, you know, 60% yeah, that, being younger than 35 at this. Number mm-hmm. That's yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave's making all the uh, 36-year-old non-homeowners feel like crap this morning. <laughs> like, damn it. All those youngins. No, I, I mean, I, I think it just shows you as well, though, that, you know, we do have uh, still very strong interest in purchasing homes for young, like first-time home buyers and, and young people, and that they are setting themselves up. Yes, they are getting some assistance from family, you know, being 28% being some gifted funds, but um, but that's still 75% of those are not receiving anything or any assistance at all. They are, um, you know, planning, putting aside savings um getting in you know again these are people buying with as little as five percent down um you know getting into the market if that's a goal of theirs but uh yeah I yeah mean, that number of, the gifted the gifted down payment number to me is actually uh lower than i would have expected for i would say i mean i guess it would be oh. probably three and ten i'm just trying to think of like my clients oh can you hear me yep yeah Hello. Yeah. Uh, my clients who are under 35 that are first time home buyers, I would say, I mean, at le- I would say at least half of them are getting some form of gifted down payment. It might not be the whole down payment. Maybe they have 100K themselves and they're getting, you know, 20 or 25 from a parent or something. But there's a large portion of them that have some form of gifted down payment. So that number of 20, let's say 25 percent. Uh, actually seems lower than I would have expected. I would have expected somewhere closer to maybe 40 or 45%. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Orleans, you know, and without getting through, you know, because all the profiles for the different areas do change, but um, to your comment about gifted, Orleans has the lowest gifted amount at 19%, but they also have a lower average uh, average sale price. 
um, versus Barhaven and Canada and whatnot. So they kind of, you know, correlate, if you will, um, a little right. bit there. Well, on that note, why don't we get into some, some statistics? Let's get into some statistics. Gregory. Statistics. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is uh, this is my statistic, my stats update for four weeks ending March 20th, which is uh, today, ironically, first day of spring again. Mm -hmm. So right now in Orleans for detached homes, we have 79 active, averaging 50 days on market at a list price of 870000 we have 11 conditionally sold, averaging 93 days on market at an average price of 769000 And the solds, 52 solds in the last four weeks, averaging 44 days on market at an average price of 774000 So almost 100000 less than what the active listings currently are. Uh, sold in 2022, we had 77, eight days on market at 878000 so the list price of the current actives is almost the same as the average sold price of detached homes in Orleans a year ago. Interesting to see that. Are, are you, so with that and taking, you know, yeah. taking those figures uh, and as well, I know we've, we spoke about at the beginning of the show, kind of a national home price has been up 50,000. Are you expecting then this, this figure to keep creeping up of the 774 or do I you, think, or do you yeah. expect that the active listings that they're out to lunch as far as their pricing? I 100% think that 774 will be at least an 825 in the next couple of months. Um, the 870, I think that might be a bit high to go back to uh, an average price, but you know we'll, we'll see. I mean, I definitely think we're going to break eight as the average price probably in the next 30 days, mm -hmm. uh, just from what I'm seeing. So let's uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And I'll be back with Orleans in four weeks as well, so we can look back at this. Mm -hmm. Love this tracking. Let's get into the semis here. Uh, semis, towns and semis. There's 35 active, averaging 38 days on market. 641,000 is the average price. Nine conditionally sold, averaging 30 days on market. 577 is the average price for conditionally solds. And solds, 35 sold, averaging 32 days on market. 587,000 is the average sales price. Same time last year, 74 sold, averaging six days on market at 680,000. So that's wild. The, uh, you know, the towns and semis really took off last year, as everybody knows. 680, I don't think we're ever going to see that. Well, we're not going to see that for a long time, but I do expect the uh, towns and semis to break 600 as an average price in the next uh, couple of months, for sure. Uh, condos, 36 active, averaging 37 days on market. 448,000 is the average price. We have five conditionally sold, averaging 15 days on market. 438,000 is the average price. Sold, we have 20 units sold, averaging 34 days on market at an average price of 399,000. Uh, so you can see the trend downwards again from active to conditional to sold. Sold in 2022, we had 51, averaging six days on market at 506,000. So now, for the sold, I mean, for the the market now, I think we'll come closer to the active list price, but I don't think we're going to come all the way. I like the you know four twenty five, four thirty Orleans. I think is is going to be good for average over the next coming months, and then uh, we'll get into rentals. Always my favorite lately. Uh, Thirty six active rentals, averaging forty seven days on market, an average price of two thousand five hundred and forty five dollars. We have no conditional uh, rental deals. 46 were rented, averaging 42 days on market at an average price of 
dollars. And in 2022, same time, we had 34 rented, averaging 19 days on market at an average price of 2,225. So still the rental price is up, the average in Orleans. That's for sure. Um, I don't know how much more down that's going to be at this point because I think, you know, there was a, the last couple of months, the rental prices went down a bit, but I think now, especially with the prices of homes coming up again and more activity that it's going to stick where it is. Um, I could be wrong, but I think we're going to, I think it's going to stay. That's a big, uh, that's a big jump though. Um, I know. Of, you know, $225 or $230 uh, yeah. in rent. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's a 10% increase <clears throat> year over year in, uh, in rent. Yeah. I, now, from an anecdotal standpoint, I've been speaking to, and, and maybe you can, this is more a question for you, Greg, but I've been hearing from uh, a number of other mortgage brokers and in conversation with a couple of realtors that, um, find anything that's like 700 600k down is selling quickly anything seven to a million is taking a little bit longer a million and up is is staying is staying on the market but that kind of up to six to six and seven is is you know those properties are very yeah. in demand and and not staying around and that's when you're hearing of the multiple offers it, it is in that price right. range but that's seven to seven to a million right. is a little bit slower so a lot of interest million and up is taking much much longer and that's what kind of where those that average is from but if you looked at if we looked at that under seven it would probably be a heck of a lot lower than anything that's coming out priced accurately is selling in a second in multiple offers um, we had one deal where we had a property, we accepted a first refusal, uh, for those that don't know what I'm talking about is if we, I had a property for sale, um, we agreed to a condition on the buyer selling their property to, uh, to get the deal done on ours. And, uh, yeah, they sold it in, uh, two days mm -hmm. firm. Actually, I'm sorry. They had two days of conditions, but they got it done at, at list price. So it didn't mm -hmm. go for over asking, but it did have multiple offers and it sold at list price in two days. So there's still opportunities like for the ones that are priced right. Anything right now that's sitting is overpriced. There's no mm -hmm. question. Um, however, if depending on the number of new homes that come out, those might sell quicker now in the next few weeks as, as more buyers come out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still coming. Like there's, there's way more coming out now and the nice ones are starting to show up. And we, as we say, like, that's where the buyers are going to go. They're going to go for the nice ones right away. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's important for people to kind of, that are, you know, it's take right now, like you said, you can take your time. Places are sitting a little bit longer, but if you are in that price range where they're moving quickly, um, you know, it's not to rush you or anything like that, but certainly be mindful of that, that what, what you're seeing for average days on market is average across the board, but it's, you know, the million plus that are sitting for the, for much longer and that seven to nine. And, and that's where that average is being brought up. Whereas the, the under seven is, uh, is a much shorter time horizon. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, like we said, that $50,000 average, I'm telling you like that is, I, I, th I think that that's very accurate, especially for Ottawa. So if there's any, and if a home was five, if I were to price a home at $500,000 four months ago, three months ago, even two months ago, I'd be pricing it at 550 at least today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, any so buyers should keep that in mind too. I mean, depending on the property, obviously, but as just a general rule of thumb, that fifty thousand dollars I find is very accurate for Ottawa. So, so what for would me, you, man, 
Oh, you got a question. Let's I do. Go. I do. So for, you know, there are, uh, there's less delays right now for builders. Um, the, you know, their st- trades are there, materials are there. So they're actually, you know, their builds aren't getting as delayed like they were the past couple of years. So for people that have say a new build finishing construction, um, coming up, so let's call it June, July, uh, August, when would be a good, you know, obviously it depends on the area and the price point, of course, but when would you say is, is, and when should they think about starting to list? Like how many months in advance has that changed with, you know, the market picking up or the days on market dropping a little bit? Anyone who wants to list their home for sale should be talking to somebody right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because as a traditional market is, and the assumption of some homeowners who feel that selling in the summer is the best time, as we know, year over year, you know, come mid-July, August, there's a, there's a bit of a slowdown. I always recommend that as a time to go shopping, but I, I don't recommend it as a time to go selling. So anybody, if your home is incredible and you align yourself with the right agent and it's priced accurate in this market, you'll do exceptionally well because the amount of buyers coming out right now is, um, is outstanding. And so you don't, so for those new build, you know, if let's say, like I said, closing in June, July, August yeah. for that new construction that they're moving to and they need to sell theirs, get it they, on ASAP should, kind of thing. have it on the market like <clears throat> this week. I think there's a lot of, um, they should have it on the buyers. Market. Yeah. A lot of buyers. And I, I spoke to, to one, uh, one set of clients that they were thinking about going and looking at a property. They weren't really sure because they're like, well, we would need closing, you know, three months out, four yeah, months out. No problem. And, I, and I said to them, you know, because we, we need to list our place or whatever. I'm like, well, have you asked if that's acceptable for a closing date? They're like, well, people probably want to close in 30 days. I said, no, no not necessarily. Like, no. you know, people are, everyone's situation is different. Some people want need to close quickly because maybe it's vacant. They already moved. Uh, other times, yeah, they've got new construction or they've got or they're moving jobs or whatever it may be. Everyone's got a different reason for needing to sell or wanting to sell. Um, and if you're interested in a property, just you know, I I kind of use the, the the term of throw a dart, but um, you know, yeah, put an offer in and and ask for those conditions. Ask for that closing date, and and that well, can be a negotiation tool. But don't but don't be dismayed about a, putting an offer on a property. Somebody. I talked to somebody yesterday on one of our listings. Uh, they asked what we wanted for closing. I said, as late as you would like, because uh, we, we have to find a property. Mm-hmm. Like June, July, I'm like, either of those would be fine. I'm like, July, August, whatever. They're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, Because that's actually what we were thinking. We're just starting our search, but we're thinking more of closing in August. I'm like, no problem. Like, mm-hmm. So that, and yeah, that is, people, you're very it's, accurate it's, with the misconception. People think that everyone wants to do it now. Mm-hmm. It's not true. And for sellers, if their homes have been sitting for, you know, let's say 45 days, they're probably sweating a little bit at this point. So that closing, you know, 90 days out might not seem so crazy anymore, right? Where mm-hmm. in the beginning, be like, there's no way we're accepting, you know, something four months away. Uh, but now they're probably a little more open to that idea after it's been sitting for, I think the average right now is about 45, 50 days. Right, Craig? In Ottawa? Yep. So... Yeah. That uh, that certainly opens uh, a few more doors when, uh, you know, when 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 your when your motivations change. Like you know, if you had to sell your place and you're expecting a certain price, and now it's been sitting for 45 days, you're probably going to be a little more open to uh, those nego- no- negotiation conversations. Yeah, the and and I will say the uh, 
Um, I, I, I give credit to, uh, to those clients that actually did put in an offer and they did get it. They went firm on on Friday and they got a, a late, the very end of June closing. Yeah. They nice. have to close within 30 days, but they were able to close, you know, they were able to get a friend of June. Um, so they, Inter uh, interestingly enough, Paul, just, uh, back to conditional days on market right now in, in Orleans, uh, the average days is actually 26. So it's coming mm -hmm. down again. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. Huh. 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 All right. <laughs> oh. you, got any, you got any dad jokes, Paul? Yeah, any boosts? Um, you got any mood boosts? Why I do. I, do. I just walked in the Someone door to some. Or, or so we just need to kill some time right now while you uh, find your your list. Yeah, give me give me like eight to twelve seconds. All right, we'll do it. We'll give you a couple. What's new, yeah. Greg? While we kill some time. What was that? I said, yeah. while we kill some time, what's new? Uh, what's new? Not much. Well, actually a lot, but some of it's under wraps, so you're not going to know about it until next week. Oh, wow. But, wow. Uh, Sealed yeah. lips. Sealed lips know. over there. I'm telling you, though, we got, the, the, you know, the phone's, the phone's ringing. It's going to be a good year. Luke and I are, uh, we got a lot going on, and it's going to be kick-ass. It's feeling good. Especially right, coming out of the last six months, you know? Yeah. I got it. All right. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, number one. I might have three, I might have four. I'm not sure yet. Um, number one. A blind man walks into a bar and a table and a chair. It <laughs> <laughs> might not even be socially acceptable, that joke anymore. <laughs> I feel like that's inappropriate. Um, I feel guilty saying it. Number two, how did the hipster burn his mouth? He ate pizza before it was cool. Mm. That's, that's funny. And number three, very topical for today, spring is here. I'm so uh -huh. excited I wet my plants. Aye. Ah. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, man. Pretty good. Um, well, everyone who's listening, thank you. Thank you for tuning in every week. And uh, we will be back, hopefully, next week with, uh, with a new episode designed <laughs> designed to bring you Ottawa's, uh, you know, n news and updates. And I'll be back with ChatGPT with a proper intro. <laughs> any, any closing remarks, gentlemen? Sounds good. No, no closing remarks. Just uh, everybody, again, like, like Paul said, thanks for watching. Uh, if you need a hand with anything, give me a call. I'm always open to a conversation that will cost you nothing. <laughs> free, advice, free, free advice from the wizards of Torep. I like it. And if you haven't already, give us a like. I think there's actually a super like button now. So if you really, if you really oh, like wow. us, hit the super like. I don't expect anyone to super like us. <laughs> Nobody likes us that much. They barely like us to start. <laughs> they, they, they tolerate us. They tolerate us. All right, gentlemen. Well, enjoy your right. day. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Here's okay. your break. Later. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe, because we'd really like that.